please be advised. The Kind of Movie Critics podcast may contain spoilers. This includes most of the movies you're going to want to see. This shit also contains profanity, so there's that. Enjoy. All right. Yo, yo, this is Treasy. Hey, hey, this is Corey. It's Martin the Mailman. It's Jesse T. And I'm Young Weezy. And we are the Kind of Movie Critics, man. We are here. What's up, everybody? What's going on? Not much. Just chilling. So anyway, guys, man, uh, what about these Emmys? We did, we haven't talked since these Emmys. I didn't watch them, but I was totally here for what Issa Ray said on the, the red carpet. I'm rooting for everybody black. Story of my life. <laughs> oh, true talk. I mean, if I like you and I'm a fan, I'm rooting for you, too. But, you know, if you're going up against Regina Hall, like, I'm sorry. Right. Um, I'm I'm mad that Fargo got snubbed, and by Fargo I actually mean um the Will guy King that you hate. Yeah, Will <laughs> King he got snubbed. That he I didn't, didn't even, even see that, but I you know well what's he funny? didn't get nominated. Well, there's that. <laughs> he got, It'd be funny if he he got nominated one. He just has one lonely award on his mantle. Yeah. He has no other awards. I'd be I'd be so happy for him. I you know I'm mm, I. I'm not even going to give a shit that I'm about to sound like a hater. Like, I'd totally be pissed if he won something. I'd be like, you know what? I'm living in an alternate universe, and this motherfucker can't act. That's some hater shit. I'd be cool just seeing, like, a $5 movie in a barbershop that says, like, Emmy-nominated folky. Because <laughs> 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 you know every movie's going to have that yeah. from this day forward. Emmy-nominated. Can you imagine trailers, too? <laughs> <laughs> Starring Bookie Mordvine. <laughs> the bitch is crazy. Give <laughs> <laughs> like nothing back. Here's the thing. So he has, like, a small role so far he popped up in the latter half of um, Snowfall mm-hmm. right killing the character all the way right he's like married to a Korean woman and he owns like a, a shop or whatever the ki- like a grocery store but he has hair in it right That's what weird. no but see here's the thing I, I hit up Leezy and I said yo I think I get it now when Bukim Woodbine does roles and he has hair he kills it because he had the afro in Fargo He's got whatever the fuck he's got in Snowfall. He has hair on, um, well, rest in peace to Underground, but he had hair on Underground. And he too. was killing it. He didn't have a big role, but yeah. But it was good, right? He did. Yo, I'm t- I think the <laughs> hair adds a bit extra confidence for Bokeem Woodbine, and he kills the role. That's I mean, I believe him in my that. favorite movie, Freeway, but. Yeah, but that one. Could this be a, a, you know, like when John Travolta did Pulp Fiction, he had a, a resurgence in his career? Is like Bokeem Woodbine going to have a, I think so. a second I think wave so. of Bokeem? I hope so. I hope so, because I'm telling you, mm-hmm. the stride that he's hitting right now, I appreciate personally. I still hate his funny looking ass. Yeah, well, Big guys, ass. please watch for Little actor. Bill looking ass. He's a terrible <laughs> actor. Oh, yeah, you never saw Spider-Man either. And he was nah. Did he do Did he do all right in that? I mean, he, he played his part. Like He wasn't like terrible in it. Did he have hair? No, he Wait, he was hey, in the okay. new Spider-Man? So he probably wasn't yeah, that good. I saw that movie, How? and I don't remember that. How oh, yes, I do. And I remember being like, fuck him. <laughs> he really came and ruined Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, what casting director is like, you know who I think would be perfect for this? <laughs> I'm telling you, man. He's working. You know what? I know a guy. Well, Akeem. we know. Look, like, when, when Treasy casts his next film, we already know. It might be. Yeah. Uh, if, yeah. I tell him to his face. I hate you. Keem Woodburn probably has a lot of friends in Hollywood. Like, he has to. He has yeah. to. Yeah. There's no way he's employed as long as he's been employed. Either that or he's blackmailing the shit out of people, man. Yeah, maybe. You know where the bodies are. Something. What, um, Childish Gambino, though. Oh, yeah, apparently. Shout out to Donald Glover. Yeah, I didn't watch the Emmys, but I uh, I saw my Twitter timeline that that was, a you know, he got some of the, he got, I guess, an award for Atlanta being the best comedy series, was it? No, he, I think he got his character, like, 
as far as the comedic character, I think he got it for that. And he also got it for directing. Nice. But honestly, I think, like, well, he, he actually said it in his acceptance speech. I think Hero Mariah is the guy who really should have got it for that season because he did most of the episodes. Right, true, true. <clears throat> and I also think, I think Aziz and Sorry kind of did more in Master and None season two than um, Donald Glover did in Atlanta just as far as, like, acting and doing comedy. Right. And even to me, like, he's not even the funniest person on that show. Because he's Ansari like, or no, uh, Donald, Donald Glover. Glover? He's kind of like the straight man on the show. Yeah, he's not as um, funny he's as... He's funny, but I think Lakeith Stanfield's funny. Yeah, Lakeith Stanfield's is, like, definitely the funniest, funniest one. But to be, to be fair, like, with Master of None, Aziz is not the funniest part of that show to me. It, the writing is just nuts. Yeah. You know, the Thanksgiving episode is legend. It's everything. But the writing is nuts. I think the messaging is great on Master of None. I just, Aziz Ansar is annoying. Mm. I like the show, though. I support you. I've, I've only seen one episode. I got to get I gotta get on it. I'll tell you which one's yeah, to watch. Yeah, the Thanksgiving episode won, I think, Lena, Lena Waithe, she gave the speech. But yeah, it won for like, I guess, single episode or something like that. Yeah. And she wrote it? Yeah, she wrote I mean, it. I mean, her and Aziz wrote it, but yeah. Nice. That's an amazing episode. Check that out. I, if you I keep seen hearing it. that. So it's, it's, it's really, really good. that good. Yeah, it is. It it you know what? It it rivals the BET episode of Atlanta. <laughs> so the BET episode of Atlanta. Oh, I'm tripping. Yeah, I'm, I heard that wrong. I heard that wrong. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. Oh shit. Okay. It's that good. Are you, when you say B, do you mean the Juneteenth? No, they did a parody of BET in Atlanta. Did you watch the show where they had like a fake Tavis Smiley? Oh, and they had the fake commercials and everything? Yeah. yeah, I do remember that episode. That oh, wow. That was genius. Okay, yeah, I got to see that then. See, my favorite was the Juneteenth episode. But I like them both. Yeah, yeah. Um, anything else notable in the Emmys? I kind of wish that Alan Wayne could have got some recognition. I think he's like on the up and coming. Like he did most of, he directed most of um, Master and Nine. Mm. Um, but he also did the uh, the Friends video, you know, the Jay-Z. Uh, nice, yeah. Yeah, so he's he's Moonlight. a really dope director coming up. I'm, like, looking out for him. Mm. Nice. I, I, I got to say, I mean, I love the whole cast of that Moonlight video, but the video itself didn't really move me. The, the, you never saw it, the Jay-Z Moonlight from the 444 album? That's oh. the one with Issa. I don't have and, title. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's on YouTube, though, but it's like. Okay, I'll pull it up. Issa, Gerard, Carmichael, mm-hmm. um, Lil Rel. I know Hannibal's in it. Yeah. You got Tiffany Haddish. Right. Um, Tessa Thompson. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, Lil Rel wasn't in it. Yeah, he was. Oh, he was? Yeah, and Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah. That's like everybody. And they were like recreating Friends. For, oh, like, sweet. All black cast. Nice. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, you got to see. Alternate I mean, universe. Yeah. I'm to look at it. it, it was, I, I think it had potential. It wasn't bad. I like execution. The, wasn't you weren't there for it? Not for me, but I pro- I'm probably alone in that. Guaranteed, I'm alone in that. But anyhow, we ain't here to talk about Hove. Um, although there is a Hove line for every situation in life. And is. Huh? And who? And is. I'm from Norfolk. And is. And is. Okay. <laughs> and you yes, lost. there is. Oh shit! Indeed, yeah. so. Guaranteed, you were the only person that knew that. Yeah, yeah. we all just kind of smiled and nodded. Because <laughs> y'all don't got a hood pass like me. It's that rap. Right You're along. That has nothing to do with the hood pass. <laughs> Trust me. Um, coming with that rap. <laughs> yeah. So um, obviously, uh, if you read anything about the episode or uh, it popped up on your iTunes feed, you know we're talking about 
um, the reboot of Stephen King's It that came out uh, this year, this month. Uh, you know, about the seven kids in... Was it seven? Six of them? Seven of them. Seven, seven of them in, in Derry, Maine. We're all, okay. we're all Stephen King. We're all Stephen King novels. <laughs> they're not race. there. They're in Castle in, Rock. In the, yeah. <laughs> if you live in the Stephen King universe, like... Yeah. The resale value, property value in Maine is probably pretty awful. Probably pretty bad. So, you know, basically they get attacked by Pennywise the Clown. Uh, physically and psychologically, he is, uh, what, commandeering a town, that town dairy. So, uh, anyway, you probably know what it is already about. That was a shitty description. And we're <laughs> going to let Corey read the description later on anyway. But, um, Martin, you made a correlation that I I never really heard this until you said it, and then I heard it referenced on um, Andrew Schultz's podcast. But the whole correlation between how Stranger Things kind of, you feel like, motivated it to come back? Well, yeah, I think Stranger Things is clearly, like, taking something from, like, the original It miniseries or, like, Goonies and stuff like that. Mm. So when you see... App- when you see it after um, Stranger Things, it feels kind of like the same type of thing. Like it's it's very similar. Um, I mean, they're, they're similar stories. It's a bunch of kids like trying to fight a monster that's like taking over a town. Um, and I, that's pretty much what I thought about it. Yeah, but I, you know, it's it's just funny. I never made that correlation that like maybe the popularity of Stranger Things sort of. Spawn you know, like sp- people to be excited for the like, yeah. yeah. What's another one we can do? Oh, it, you know, like, yeah. Well, I think, well, Carrie Fukunaga had been developing it for like five years or something like that, I think. Weren't oh. the guys that made um, Stranger Things, weren't they attached to it at one point? The Duffer, oh, they Brothers. Were the Duffer Brothers. I'm pretty sure I read that. Oh. The Duffer Brothers. But didn't, isn't, isn't this also like exactly 27 years later? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, 1990, 2017. So it all just kind of came into it. All just kind of worked at the same time, I guess, mm-hmm. cataclysmically. Yeah. So is uh, Stephen King a prophet? Would be the bit, the main question. Or I mean, mean, he's gonna <laughs> profit from it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I hope not. It's some weird Stephen shit. Stephen King gets book. checks. Yeah. Stephen King gets a lot Does of. Does he really? Bruh, yes. I mean, mean, he sells the book, he sells the movie. Yeah. And if he's smart, he has an amazing deal, which I'm sure he's very smart. He actually, I read somewhere that he he allows any of his movies to be adapted. He doesn't put up a fight about it. Like he, if you want to make a Stephen King movie, he will allow you to do it. Like he doesn't. That explains a lot because there's a lot of shitty ones out there. Oh yeah, and there's a whole there's TV series, yeah. but I, I vaguely remember reading that that he has a very loose policy when it comes to his movies. But didn't his he books. hate The Shining? Though he did hate The Shining. Well, The Shining apparently like had nothing to do with the book. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> I can see why you might be. We're just upset. like eh, whatever. Kubrick, yeah, yeah, did whatever the hell he wanted. There's a really good documentary that y'all should watch called I think Room Two Thirty Six or Two Thirty Seven. Fuck, I've tried. Where they give like there's like six different explanations of what the what the movie The Shining was actually about. And they talk about that a lot, about how, like, there's absolutely nothing from the Stephen King novel except for, like, this red Volkswagen Beetle (laughs) bug car that's in the snow. Anyway, uh, people really digging. But so talking about Stephen King and his (laughs) majority of the films that come out from his books are shitty, in my opinion. What what would you guys say are your favorite and least favorite? I'll say my least favorite is probably The Langoliers. 
delaying the loop. Oh, oh that, that's man. one of those that started off that really good and then it fucking yeah, got yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah. And it Bronson was, Pinchot, yeah, Balky yep. killing niggas. Balky. <laughs> 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 wow, I don't remember. And, and I didn't remember. It was a TV show. Yeah, it was a miniseries. Most of them were The Stand and and sometimes they come back. But when you finally see the Langoliers and like the cheesy kind of graphics, it's just like, nah, man, that's not even scary. Yeah, like, I mean, especially like now that you like it yeah. aged. Oh, oh it did it's not terrible. Age well, at all, it wasn't even good when it first came out. But it's uh, that wow. it, but I would say my favorite would probably be Misery. Oh, Ooh. I forgot about Misery. There's some really good ones now. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, you know, you know, to piggyback on that, the, the classic Shawshank Redemption. Right, it is, it is, Green Mile too. Yeah, Green I've Mile. never seen Green Mile. Is, isn't Stand by Me Stephen King? Yes, yeah. I was about to say Stand by Me is yeah. actually my favorite yeah, Stephen my King. Favorite. Um, I, you know, my issue with Stephen King movies is that they can be super good up and through the movie, and then the ending is fucking retarded. Excuse my ableist language. Same thing with it. Like I remember watching it as a kid and being like, all of that, and it's a damn spider. Mm. I'm so oh, pissed. Yeah. Like I want to throw my oh. shoe, mm-hmm. like, but. And I would say, like, the, the movie of his that I've seen that I was just the most pissed at the ending, even though I was, like, super, like, this is suspenseful and the production value is decent, is Dreamcatcher. At the end, I was like, they got a slow kid that's an alien, but he predicts the future. I'm so confused, but I love Donnie Wahlberg. Like, I don't know how to feel. They just made some really stupid choices in that movie, and I'm like, and Morgan Freeman's in it. Like, how, how did they... I hope there's an alternate ending I haven't seen on the DVD. The ending is just so bad. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot here. I'm looking at the list. There's some that I didn't know. Uh, Secret Window. Secret Window is great. That was a novella. Uh, There's another app pupil I didn't know was based on. Oh, that's Stephen King? I didn't know that was Stephen King. It says based on the novella from 1982, so that's what it says here. I did not Um, know that. uh, Thinner. I like Thinner. Thinner is hilarious. Thinner is cool. Uh, Lawnmower Man. I mean, I didn't know Lawnmower Man. I oh, did it's, know uh, that. Lawnmower Man I was a short uh, film, but you're right. Misery's good. Shawshank is really good. What's your favorite, Martin? I actually like The Mist. I think I'm like the only one. I like The Mist too. I, I was gonna mist. say it, and Treasy was gonna rip us a new I one for it. I like <laughs> The Mist. I love, like, I always love like creature feature type of horror movies, and The Mist is like a, definitely like a creature feature type of horror movie. But it's also about like the breakdown of like society and what people do, like when all the rules go out the window and stuff like that. So I just, I look like the monsters in the mist, even though it's like a TV movie and it's Frank Darabont directing it, it's like they really terrify me, especially that spider with like the acid um, webbing and stuff. It wasn't right. a TV movie. Was it wasn't it? it? No. It was released in the that was, was, that was, that was a, a TV, TV show. Yeah. But the, the oh, Frank yeah. Darabont did the actual TV. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, did the actual movie. They did I think I just theater. saw it on TV. That's there probably what it was. Uh, I like the ending, but I mean, you, you, you had a theory about the ending, how it wasn't really all that. Yeah. To you. yeah, it wasn't. I mean, I think there was a Twilight Zone episode that was kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Then that was pretty much the whole ending of the movie Jerry for anybody who hadn't seen it. I just spoiled it for you. You um, know what? I want to withdraw my favorite because I'm looking at the list now forgetting. Carrie is my favorite oh, Stephen sorry. King movie. Carrie's yeah, dope. yeah, you got Carrie, The Dead Zone, so for the, so I'm for the sorry, listeners, but that... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. For the listeners who can't see what I'm doing, I'm, this shit is kind of crazy to me. I, I So I've got it pulled up on said TV that we talked about before. I've got, like, Stephen King's list of novels. And I've been scrolling for, like, a no, minute, man, and I'm off. still in, like, the 2000s. He's getting checked. Like, 2011. I'm like, shit, all this stuff. This motherfucker, he obviously gets no pussy because he writes too many <laughs> books. You know what, though? I think he gets a lot of pussy. But one of my favorite things about Carrie is, like, the, the opening scene. Um, 
when she gets her period and she doesn't know what's going on and they're like throwing tampons at her. Right. They're, like that's one of those things. I really like it when something's inappropriate and it's like grotesquely titillating, but it makes me laugh. And that scene is like the perfect example of that. And I'm like, you know, this is really fucked up, but I am so amused. Yeah. And them yelling, plug it up at her is, mm. is just, it's perfection. Yeah. Wh- which Carrie did you like the most? Isn't oh, like the first three? one. Okay. Well, there's, mm. there's, yeah, there's three of them. There's the Brian De Palma with Sissy Spacek. And then there's, I don't know who the hell made the made for TV remake, which is actually from what I'm told closer to the actual novel. Mm-hmm. And then, but I love Piper Laurie. Like that's a great movie. It's got John Travolta in it. It's amazing. Um, and then there's the remake with, um, why can I not think of that child's name? I can think, I can see her face. Chloe Moritz. Um, oh, there's yeah. a remake with Chloe Moritz, which they made like a few years ago, which that was weird. God damn, Stephen King write a book He's for that He's still pussy. scrolling. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm just got to 83, <laughs> dog. Like, jeez, I've been scrolling this whole oh, time. Oh, Christine I love, too. I love to see, what's his name? Arnie. Arnie Cunningham. Just mm-hmm. cursing, like, very, like, strange. He kept calling people shitters. Like, it's one of my favorite things. <laughs> see, Children of the Corn was probably one of the first movies that really scared the fuck out of me. That was. I like Silver Bullet too. Yeah, yeah. and Cujo. I like yeah. Running Man. It's like yeah, Running Man's oh, a little guilty pleasure. Oh, yeah. mm, Running Man was dope too. Yeah. He wrote it under a pseudonym, apparently. Yeah, yeah he, he had a, he had a pseudonym named Richard Bachman, which I, I read a couple of, rich of those books too. They did they haven't been made into movies yet. Yeah, sometimes they come back. Might be my the the one that I've seen of his that I think is the stupidest. Um, yeah. And my favorite, yeah, it's it's, it's either between um, Stand By Me or uh, not Escape from Alcatraz. Jesus Christ, what's the other one? <laughs> um, Shawshank. Shawshank. Shawshank's a great story. Michael Jackson goes. What the? F- Yo, bro, <laughs> what the hell? Oh, you don't remember the movie that he did where he like was dressed up like the older white guy, and it was really about how people ostracized him. No. Are you I'm the lost. ghost of jealousy? You don't know that song? No. Yeah, no, that's we're a whole, gonna watch that when we're done. That's a whole dimension of Michael Jackson that I missed, I guess. You never seen a ghost of jealousy? No. Has anybody else? Am I the only one that's I never used, seen? Well, I used to dance to it like on <laughs> <laughs> uh, Xbox, <laughs> Xbox <laughs> 360 <laughs> with my niece and my nephew. Thank for thank that's for like, me out there by myself. Is that the music Martin? video with all the ghosts? Yeah, and that no, it's no. really the the music video is really about like how people talk about him and him coming for people like. But it's it's he's dressed up like an older white man, and you can't really tell that it's Michael Jackson until a certain point where he starts talking. And right. The guys just like calling people freaks, and then eventually he makes the guy feel like a freak. It's interesting. Well, I have to go, go back and, and watch it. it again. We should watch it today. Hey, real quick too, and I, you guys can check our Instagram for this because I promise I'm gonna post this. Martin is here, and he's dressed like an extra from White Man Can't Jump. <laughs> <laughs> like Billy Ho. <laughs> I did want to apply, like, you do have a white do-rag on. Yeah, like, white do-rag, a tie-dye jersey. His cape is in, though, for all of you his who want to know about his cape. His cape is in. Cape in. Yeah, Martin. I'm definitely putting that on IG, though. It's so, a good so thing is no cameras rolling. No, no, that's okay. But they're going to get, are you going to see the picture, and people are going to check. They're going to pause they're gonna pause the podcast, go to the IG. To so go and see laugh. you dress like Billy yeah. Ho. Exactly. Um, all right, so back on it, man. What what did you guys remember about? Uh, th- well, I'm assuming everybody saw the 1990 version of it. What did you guys remember about it? What stuck out to you? And you know, what are some of the things that you hoped would carry on to this remake when you saw it? Well, I was really young, so literally all I remember was like the clown, 
I remember the uh, dude getting sucked through a tube. I remember the lights, and I kind of remember like that architect scene in the second one. But that's literally I could I, I couldn't tell you like the plot before I just rewatched it a couple weeks ago. Mm. Yeah, I, I think one of the scenes that really got me was when um is it Benji the big kid? Is he the big kid? Benji. Yeah, Benji. Yeah, he, yeah, him when he sees his dad for the first time. Oh, he's yeah. like standing over he's there. Like and he starts waving. Hey, ben. Yeah, <laughs> that part is part of really got me. So confession, I had forgotten a lot. So I like literally right before we came in here, I was like catching up on um, the original one. Shout out to Treasy for letting me hold his DVD. Ah, on the plug. You'll get it back eventually. But you know what? It's funny how you forget something and then you see it and you're like, yo, I remember being scared of shit of this. The part where Eddie sees it and he's in the shower and the water gets hot and then like the shower starts attacking him. Mm. And then, like, Pennywise comes out of the drain, which looked terrible. And my 10-year-old was watching it going, like, you scared of this for real? Claymation. Yeah, the claymation. <laughs> That's what she said. She was like, it don't look real. It look like clay. I was like, shut up. <laughs> Mind you, I was I was nine years old when I watched it. Maybe eight, depending on what time mm. of year it was. But, like, I remember that being scary as shit. It was him coming out the floor. And I was telling you guys, like, I used to walk by drains and be like, I'm not getting close to that shit. Like, the clown's going to come out and snatch me. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's funny. There's a a movie that used to scare the shit out of me in the 90s or really late 80s called The Gate. Oh, my God. That movie's hilarious with Steven Dorff. Yeah, if you watch it now, that shit is a complete comedy show. (laughs) It was funny then. Oh, no. It scared the fuck out of me then. That's because we were like, what, six when that came out? That that movie was really old. Yeah, hella young. Um, Yeah, man, I I was just worried about Pennywise, man. You know, Pennywise, like Tim Curry did such an iconic Pennywise Mm -hmm. that I was just really, really like, yo, I just, I want to feel the same way about this clown. Which is obviously harder to do. Is like fucking twenty seven years later. And it's Tim know. Curry. You know what is is funny? Um, my old boss, shout out to you, Carrie. Carrie posted a quote a while back, and it was like, "I can tell whether or not we're going to be friends based on which character you immediately identify with." Tim Curry. If you pick the wrong one, I'm like, "You better yeah. not save the butler in Home Alone. I'll fight you." Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I, for me, it's either Clue or it. Those are pretty much the two. Oh, Rocky Le- Horror, Rocky Horror, Rock or Ho- Rocky Horror, and Legend. Oh my God, he plays the devil, and oh, he's yeah. scary I as shit. About that, and Legend. Yep. Yeah, Rocky Horror. I didn't really. I've confessions. I've never seen it. No, oh, we're we're gonna do that. No, we're not. You gotta take him to the to, to the, the narrow. narrow. No, to the narrow. I'll pass. No, you gotta no, do no, it. I'll pass. It's so fun. No, I'll pass. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, you Corey. <laughs> <laughs> what do you remember? I just I'm with you, the clown. I remember Tim Curry just being creepy as shit. And then fast forward all the way to the end. I remember the spider because I'm afraid of bugs. So it freaked me the fuck out. <laughs> Corey's so. really scared of bugs. Um, <laughs> I, I think I think the, the the other standouts. Obviously, well, the scariest part. I I would say the scariest part to me about the original 1990s one was like after Georgie died and Bill goes in. He's flipping through the photo book. Oh, yeah. And no, then the picture bleeding. starts yeah. moving. Yeah, and then Georgie <laughs> winks his eye. And, right. Yeah, yeah, that that part. That was I was done after that one. That was, you know what I mean. Just that whole that whole scene with Georgie and they all float down. Yeah, that shit was. That was those are probably the two most scariest memorable parts to me. You know what I watched um, when I was watching it earlier. Shout out to Jonathan Brandis. Like rest in peace to him. Yeah. Like why and 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 seeing them like. I completely forgot that Seth Green was in it, and uh-huh. then I completely forgot that Jonathan Brandis was in it. Uh-huh. Um, and the chick that plays Beverly, she's in those movies like Ginger Snaps 
interesting to see like what their careers did. Yeah. Never saw the black kid again, ever. Yeah, I don't even remember what he looks like. The black. I mean, black I know, kid. I, I, I know now because I've seen it today. But it was like, t- and then Tim Reed was his. What he was, was the adult older, version. Yeah, the mm-hmm. adult version. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. I. It's you know, it's funny when you go back and watch some of these things from like the nineties, like the people that you see in them. Mm-hmm. It's 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 really kind of cool. Um. All right, so um. When when you guys first saw that the re like how did y'all like the reboot anyway? Let's just start there. Did you guys well, actually? I, I did have a question. Is like we should just say like this is the highest grossing horror movie of all time. It made like four hundred seventy eight million dollars. So I was wondering. I know you both have kids. Like four hundred seventy eight million dollars. That's like Marvel like superhero movie type money. So clearly people are taking their kids to this movie. Right. So how would y'all like? What's your stance on as far as like taking your kids to see it? Like, do you think it's a rite of passage, or you like clearly like no, like they can't check this out. My daughter, when I brought home Trees DVD, was like, can we watch it? Can we watch it? Can we watch it? And I was like, no, it's too scary for you. And then I told you, like, I was watching it. I was sitting here. She was like, you a pump. <laughs> She'll be 12 when the sequel comes out. I probably would let her, at 12, watch this one. Yeah. Um, this The the reboot. I let I, She can't watch it right now. It's too much for her. Um, but I think in two years when she's 12, yeah. I mean, obviously, Teresa's yeah. not taking his. Kids. I was about to say, yeah. my daughter's four. I think CBS <laughs> would be waiting outside the theater yeah. if I took my daughter. They'd be like, "All right, cool. We'll take her from here. Yeah. <laughs> we'll send you the paperwork in the mail." Yeah, yeah. I'm still so. salty. My baby played me. It's okay though. Yeah, she did. She really did. But but I get it though because it it, it probably does look hella cheesy. Mm-hmm. Like you know, so much has happened. And film and horror since then that it's like and like me trying to explain it to her and she's like mm-hmm, yeah whatever yeah, it had to be there type thing yeah, yeah and I told her I was like when I was little that special effects were not as good as they are now and so you know it was believable because you didn't have anything to compare it to this is just what movies look like and it's funny like I look back at the quality of film and I don't remember it being so shitty I remember looking at it and thinking it was clear and then going back and looking and be like oh this is horrible but i didn't have anything to compare it to so i think that's one of the things that kind of takes me out of the new version though i feel like it was kind of overproduced in some ways like when there's so much cgi my eye can see it i just immediately kind of disassociate from it yeah i agree i agree um and but that was good to bring up though martin because i didn't realize it made that much 470 million 478 i'm sorry and it's still in a theater correct I think it is. I, it'll cool. probably be in the theater through October. So, but out of curiosity, so you feel like sh- the, the momentum of Stranger Things goes into this? Because that's a lot for a horror movie to gross. Like, I don't think there's ever been a horror movie that's I think maybe much, it right? contributed to the nostalgia to make people, yeah. like, excited about yeah. it. Interesting. Yeah, because, I mean, everyone remembers the original. It was like, that terrified the hell out of me. So redoing it, you know, I feel like is a... Smart from a financial perspective. Yeah, but I, really I guess right. what I'm saying mm-hmm. is that until I saw the trailer for it, and even after I saw the trailer for it, mm-hmm. nothing about it registered to me that it was going to do this well. Mm-hmm. You understand I'm, what I'm, I'm saying? With you like I, I, I got a sense that there was a lot of buzz about this movie, and I was like, I mean, it's a cool remake. And I, th- I, I thought it was theory. like a, I thought it was like a cult thing. It's yeah. not though. You know yeah. why? Uh-huh. Because it aired on broadcast television. And so it was super accessible to people because it wasn't a movie in the theater. All you had to do was like, pu- like pull it up on television. And they average, you know, right. TV miniseries used to be a thing. It's not really a thing anymore. Yeah. Um, but TV miniseries used to be a thing, and they advertised it and was like, oh my god, as a family, we're all going to get together and watch this. So I think people, especially our age, really remember it because it was accessible to them. So I'm not really surprised. 
Mm-hmm. It's, it's different than, you know, if it was in the theater, then it's not as accessible to everybody. So I feel like it transcends, like, class and race and culture and all that stuff because it was on broadcast television. Everybody could see it. Right. Mm-hmm. I get what you're saying. So the nostalgia is not just for, like, you know, creeps and nerds like us. But, but it's I, not even a, not to cut you off, it's not even a classic thing that I'm like, oh, I got to have an It DVD. Like, right. I, it's not something I'm... You know, and it doesn't. The original doesn't even come on that often. But it's definitely. I taped it when it was on television, and I definitely watched the VHS of like my taped live forever, with the with the commercials in it. (laughs) I I I did own the VHS as well, and then switched over to DVD when when that came out. But um, I don't know. I uh, to be honest, I hope this doesn't prompt like all the Stephen King shit to get rebooted. All the shit. It wouldn't surprise me. Hollywood is so like not creative. Yeah. Also, too, you know. I will say when I saw the trailer, though, I was impressed by the trailer. So I mean, Me that too. could have been that too. You know, they did a good job. Like other stuff, you're just like, okay, cool. I don't need to go see that. But the trailer, it was like, oh, what the hell is this? I right. was even excited like, to hear agreed. that Bill Skarsgård was going to play Pennywise. Yeah. That made me. Well, I mean, I, I watched. I was um, did you watch um, Hemlock Grove? Because that was the first time I remember seeing him. And I know. It's already I have a horror very series. little knowledge of Bill Skarsgård. He's Stellan's son. I know he's that. I know him, the brother. <laughs> like the rest of, of them. Yeah. <laughs> Alexander. But no, he he um he's already in like a horror. It's like a vampires versus werewolves series versus like scientist series on um on Netflix and it, that series. I'm hoping it got canceled. It sucked after a while. But yeah, he was, was he was pretty bad. terrifying and creepy on that show. So I my yeah. confidence in him to play like. Well, Pennywise I assume they were going to cover him in makeup. So I was a little like, I mean, not to discredit it, but like, I mean, you could put a lot of people in that makeup. Yeah, too. you could have put Treasy in that role. I could have done Pennywise. <laughs> <laughs> Pennywise the fat clown. <laughs> they all float down here in Georgia. <laughs> so the thing about the reboot is I really didn't like it. And I'm just going to be flat out honest. Like, I feel like they missed, um, I feel like they missed the things that made the original special. Um, I feel like... Um, it felt like too many characters. When I watched the original, it didn't. I don't remember the original feeling like there was too many characters. I legit felt like there was people in here I didn't give a fuck about. Like it was like, oh yeah, I forgot about his character. Like and and everything was You're sort talking of talking about Stanley. Yeah, Stanley. Or? Yeah, St- even Eddie's character. I loved Eddie. Like Eddie, he was so different from the first one, but way different, way different. Like I feel like I I didn't really. It wasn't a bad movie. I, I just didn't enjoy it as much as I enjoyed the original. But I can't tell if that's the nostalgia talking or if that's just really how I felt. You know, because I didn't. Because when I let you, when, when you watched the original, right, yeah. Martin, you came back, you were like, no, nah, that shit is like whack. Yeah, it's trash. <laughs> it's trash compared to, compared to the new one, it's trash. Yeah. Like on all fronts. Like, I don't think. What did you think was old. better about the new one? Well, they, I guess the acting is way, way, way better. I would say like the cinematography is better, the directing is better, but of course the acting and directing go hand in hand. Um, and just like the fact that everybody kind of gets their gets some every actor gets something to hold in this one, whereas like in the old one, it's like people people like Stanley like just did nothing the entire first half or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Stanley yeah. Stanley didn't have like a real story. But in the way that other people did. I felt for Stanley, like, towards the end of this movie where, like, well, spoilers, of course, like, he gets attacked by it or something like that, and he's, like, really fucked up, and his life is totally changed because of it, and you could feel that. Whereas, like, at the end of the first movie, like, there was no there was no uh, recollection of that. There was It didn't come back to that. So, it just, go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, no, nah, you, you're good. Go ahead. 
So in the in the um, original miniseries, and it's something that I, I hadn't really paid attention to because I barely remembered Stanley's character when I started watching. So I was like, who the hell is that kid with the curly hair? Um, who is Stanley? What, who, what's his significance? And then it dawned on me later as I continued to watch it. But I think part of the reason it didn't attack him in the original miniseries um, is because he wasn't afraid. The rest, because remember, he kept denying it. He kept saying, like, it's not empirically possible. That was a line he kept repeating. And I was like, huh, well, maybe it didn't come to him because he wasn't scared. And then when he saw it, he was like, holy shit. Like, that was why it targeted him, I think, because he, he was the most scared at that point because it was new to him. Yeah, I thought it was like he saw it again, like, later on after their confrontation because they, they tell a story or something like I, like, I don't quite remember it, but I think they tell a story about... In the reboot or in... Um, in the original, they tell a story about him having another encounter with it, I think, or something like that. Like, they said that's probably why he killed himself. Do they explain why it's a clown? Why it's a clown? Was being <laughs> afraid of a clown's, like, popular in the ni- uh, 80s, 90s? Was that, has that always been a thing, people being afraid of clowns? My sister I has chlorophobia, and she is deathly afraid of clowns. Why would people be afraid of clowns? She had a bad experience yeah. at the circus. Between it and killer clowns from outer space, bro, I kind of see it. Killer clowns <laughs> from outer space is hilarious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when the clown knocks the dude's head off into the trash can. That was so it, I guess it's, it's not fair for me to say I don't understand because I'm terrified of bugs and that yes, makes zero yes, you sense. Are. So yeah. probably um, for the same reason they made it a big spider at the end. It was like, oh, we know some motherfuckers like Corey are scared of spiders. Yeah. Can I just yeah. it's fun fact? This is story time. We were at a festival like what a month ago, a month and a half ago, and a bug flew into my lip and I blew it all like it was like a wasp or something. It flew to my lip and I just kind of like blew it away, and Corey looked like he wanted to pee himself. And it yeah. was just <laughs> it a wasp. Was just, a wasp landed on your face, and I was yeah. a G about it. And I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> just to listen. put into context, like how scared of bugs listen, Corey is. Listen, I was scared for you, <laughs> but I didn't do anything to help you. Like it could have stung you in the face. And we've I already been. established that if anything ever happens to me, Jesse is the only one who will save me. Oh, did we establish that? Yeah, how, yeah. how was that? Established? If something else happens to you, I might intervene. But if it's as long as it's not a bug. But if, if it's a swarm of ladybugs, I'm not helping you. <laughs> so I'm yeah, running the other way. Ladybugs, that's pretty vicious. Yeah. Um. So how how did you get? Uh, so Martin, you felt like the reboot was way better than the original. Yeah, honestly, the only character in the original that I think stacks up to like the reboot is probably Richie. Like I think Richie is good in both. I like, agree. Yeah. I was finding it hard to understand what the fuck he was saying in this new one. I was finding it hard to understand what most of these kids were yeah, saying. They, there was so much. The they were talking over each other, yeah. and everyone was like cursing like every two seconds. I'm just like, they need to just calm down. Yeah. <laughs> to me, I think Richie had some funny lines, like the whole virgin line. I thought that got a lot of laughs. Maybe I. It went over. You know, I don't know, man. Yeah. It was. It didn't. They fell That's short. That's the to kid me. from Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah I know. I know Big who it Wolf is, Bar. but he. Honestly, he didn't show his chops in this one. He was to me, Bill, Ben, and Beverly were the best actors in this one. That, I that actually was appreciated Eddie. He was funny, and he wasn't funny in the first one. Mm. I, I mean, like, watch my recollection. Okay, let me back up. So Henry, the bully in the movie, can I just say, like, 
they made him scarier in some ways in the reboot, but then they watered him down in a lot of other ways. They never really explained his motivation for picking on these kids outside of Mike being black. And even then it was super watered down. He was like, now I tell you to get out of my town, boy. And the, in the original movie, like he's a whole nigger. nigger. He calls it him that to his face on right. ABC. And he's like, I don't like Eddie because he's gay. I don't like Bev because she's poor, but I kind of like her. I want to do sex to her. Weird sexual pre sex her. predator. <laughs> he made fun of Ben because he was fat. He made fun of... Um, Billy, because he had a stutter, he made fun of Stanley because he was anti-Semitic. Like, but they took out him being anti-Semitic and homophobic and racist in the reboot that's rated R, but on regular national television in 1990, well, yeah. all of those things were acceptable well, to explore. The 90s was a different time frame. But you know no, but no. About. What's interesting to me is like all of those things are bad, right? And people are. I guess triggered by certain things now, but like now it's like, oh, we can't make this person who's a horrible murderer also a racist and homophobic and anti-Semitic. And I was like, hmm, that's kind of like we accepted that those people were evil back then. Are we like moving into a space where it's like, yeah, it's not so bad? Well, I guess the argument would be like that that story is set in like the fifties, I guess, in the, in the 60s, original, yeah. or the fifties or sixties in the original, whereas like this story is set in the eighties right. or like the late eighties or something. Yeah. Didn't 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 so, in the book Beverly like has sex with all the kids or something like that? Apparently. Yeah. yeah. There's like a child orgy scene that they Wow. Child orgy. Yeah, wow. Stephen just King. say that. Stephen King. Like, well, right. I wow. you know, me and Martin were talking about this the other day. Like it's kinda like, okay, you think of like scary things, Stephen King, but like what made you feel like they all needed to screw each other? That's Apparently weird. Stephen King did a lot of cocaine and was an alcoholic and addicted to crack. Makes a lot or of sense. Or it's not crack, but cocaine. And you know what? I, I know some cokeheads, and they're not into pedophilia. Yeah, not this a thing. Yeah, I, already wrote, <laughs> I already wrote Dreamcatcher on coke. Like, the entire no, time. if you look at the trivia for him, apparently he doesn't remember like writing a lot of his books. Like He was doing a lot of cocaine. Um, I did yeah. cocaine for the pussy. <laughs> yeah, Stephen King off the chain. He was addicted to painkillers, cocaine. Wow. He was an alcoholic, and um, don't quote me, but I believe his wife and his family did like an intervention and stuff like that. I mean, yeah. you have to think he's probably like a very tortured man to write these things. Oh, yeah, he's it's possible. He's definitely touched, to some degree, or has been touched. Right. I hope not. I, don't, I mean, it, just by his subject matter, man, he's, he's a little, I don't know, man. I don't want to get on Stephen King. I don't want him to come for me. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, because you heard about the, the, yeah, the, uh, the guy who hit him with the van, like, died a mysterious death. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I, don't need, I don't need him to fucking, what are those dolls? Like, all these strange things happen to everybody yeah. involved with the him getting hit by a van, which yeah. he almost died. I don't need that in my life. So I, love. I'll stay off Stephen King. But he's, he's just a weak... Really? Are, these, <laughs> are we in second grade here? <laughs> it's pausing, my turn. Pausing me to death? Yeah. Uh, so what did you feel about the reboot, Jesse? Yeah, I didn't really feel for it. And I feel like I'm kind of biased because, mm -hmm. you know, I saw the old, old one at such a young age. But this one, it was just, like you said, like I didn't really care for any of the kids. Yeah. They could have all died for all I care. Damn. <laughs> damn. I, I really didn't give Jesus a damn. And then also just with their development, like by the time they're going down and they're kind of fighting them, like I felt like they didn't really get to the point where their motivations were justified. Like I didn't feel like it just seemed like at one point in the movie they were just not scared anymore versus coming to uh, it organically, mm -hmm. you know? And that kind of just just kind of didn't sit with me. Right. Do you ever wonder, like, you know, like, this seems to be a common 
thing with remakes is that the remake tends to be the same movie on paper, but it doesn't have the same thing that made it great. Mm-hmm. Like my theory on that is that since you mentioned the special effects were bad, I think back in the day, like since the special effects were bad, they had to work harder in other areas well, to make stronger films. Well, that's what I liked about the old one is that the the scary parts were a little bit more subtle. I felt like this Very one is much. like they were trying to just. But it's because they had, they probably had to be yeah. like they were like, oh, man, we only spent so much money on this or that, or Tim Curry can only be a makeup for two hours. Like mm-hmm. you know, like you have to work a lot harder at the things that make a movie a good movie mm-hmm. versus now you have all this money and all these things at your disposal that people are losing sight of what really makes it a good movie. Yeah. You know, other than, I, I feel like they're just checking boxes when they do remakes nowadays. Potentially. I, what I will say, you know, just to kind of jump into a specific scene of this new one, there's one scene that happened that I cannot figure the fuck out how they did it. Do you remember when he came like out of the cupboard when uh-huh. It came out of the cupboard, and he like he was like contorted. Yeah, yo, that shit was crazy. He did it in real life. Oh, yeah. he worked with a contortionist to be able to do that. He did it in real life. Really? Mm-hmm. Nah, some of that looks CG. That, to me. Nah, yeah, that, <laughs> no, that. I mean, I, I, it looked like they manipulated it, but he uh-huh. he he worked with a contortionist. Oh. He learned how to do it. Oh, so they didn't put a contortionist in there. It's him. Really. Mm-hmm. I gotta see the behind the scenes on that one. That shit looks. I, I mean, I would love to see how they executed the yeah. shot, but I read that he worked with a contortionist for the role, so that would lead me to believe that it's mostly him. Right. Oh my god. Yeah. That 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 one. That's the only part in that movie where I was like, okay, this shit is kind of wild. The one of the parts that kind of uh, I kind of turned off was when he was doing the dance when they went down. Uh, into the sewer or whatever, uh-huh. and he was just doing that weird little like shuffle dance. I was like, nah, man, <laughs> nah. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of questionable moments here. Um, I, the moment that they really missed to me, man, was Georgie. Georgie uh-huh. in the fucking sewer. They showed too much. They did. It was way scarier when you didn't see him fucking eating him. Way mm-hmm. scarier. Because you didn't know what it was in the original. You just knew like that it was getting Georgie, but you didn't know what he was doing to him. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. They should, and you know, and that's you know one thing to keep in mind when you're reimagining or redoing something, man. I think vague. This kind of goes to what you were just saying, Corey. Like the vagueness may have been because it was like budgetary con- constraints or something like mm-hmm. that. But that vagueness creates so many mental mm-hmm. possibilities that it's way more scary than showing what the fuck actually happened. Well, it's like Jaws. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like they the, the shark was broke. <laughs> it's not because he made the, the decision exactly. to, to not show the shark. Exactly. Well, I think the main difference is they tried to make this one a lot more violent than the original one. Mm-hmm. Like just from like Ben getting his stomach cut up or Georgie getting his arm chewed off, stuff like that. It's mm-hmm. like they made it way more graphic, I guess. You know what fucked me up? And it, it kind of pissed me off. And to your point, to piggyback off of that, the scene where the blood comes out of the sink and with Bev, I felt like it was way better executed in the original. Oh, yeah. It was just unbelievable And the point. Like, you know, the balloon pops and it's blood everywhere and her dad can't see it. And they come and help her clean it up. But it's like, okay, I can clean this up. Whereas, like, with, um, with the reboot, it was just like, they, there's no way these kids could have gotten that bathroom clean. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. It was just over the top. While Richie's just chilling outside for what, 30 minutes? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Top. And then, yeah, in the originals, like her father came and he's smearing the blood, blood on, on her, her face. face. Oh, that was the best. That was yeah. part. And it's like they missed that whole moment in the uh-huh. reboot, man. Uh-huh. And, you know, anyway, so 
Um, you guys want to get into characters now? Yeah. So, um, yeah, Bill. To me, he was the best actor. He was the best actor on this. You know, I, I agree. He was the one I, I felt the most for. Yeah, probably because he stuttered. To be, we're being one hundred percent honest. He had like a, you know, he had something to like. Oh, that's kind of you know. I think he uh, lost the most. He lost his brother. Yeah, he lost his brother. Yeah, that's kind of, it's kind of true. Yeah, I believed him more as like that kid than I did like the original. But I'm gonna stop more than like Jonathan Brandis. Yeah. You said, but you're going to stop what? I'm going to stop like being like, yo, the original sucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you feel. That's how you feel. I think that um, Bill in the original was much more, um, he seemed like braver. He seemed more sure of himself. Whereas um, even though he stuttered, he was still a leader. Whereas in this one, like Bill really came across like a kid who was unsure of himself and very like did not have a confidence and was like... Hmm. An outcast more so than he did originally. So, who do you feel was the leader in this reboot? Hmm. I don't know. If there was one. Yeah. I mean, I, I still kind of took it as Bill. You know, like the whole monologue with him uh, wanting to go into the house, like he was the biggest advocate. He's for rallying that. them. Yeah, yeah. It was to me. It was either Bill or Beverly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Um. And you know, Beverly. I have to say Bill because once Beverly got taken, she was kind of out of the picture and Bill was leading the crusade on that. Um, yeah, I'd say Bill, though. I mean, obviously, Ben had the most knowledge and everybody else was just kind of there. But, uh, yeah, Bill to me. All right, so Beverly. They, so <laughs> in the original one, she was like, they made, her, I mean, they still made her look like, I mean, they made her look like PWD in this one. Oh, don't say that. Yeah, I didn't say it out loud. So, because <laughs> we okay. don't use epithets, but they they made her. That's you know that's kind of like that's why I'm picking on you. That's why I, you're an outcast. That's why I'm talking about you. That's why I can talk about you being loose and all these things that they were saying about her. Um, she came across as poor and abused in the first one, but in this one, like they sexualized her a lot more, right. and she seemed like way more sure of herself mm -hmm. as a character than I had previously seen her depicted. Mm -hmm. She didn't come across like a little girl or a scared little girl or even somebody who would necessarily um, be associated with these boys. Right. So I thought that was very interesting. Mm. Well, to me, when it came across like in the original, it felt like she was just, I don't know, maybe I took it wrong, but it felt like she was just physically abused. And this one, you could really tell, like, there's a sexual abuse going on. So I think they kind of made her more adult because it's, like, sexual abuse is, like, a more adult thing. I think that's what they were going yeah, for. Yeah, I guess that's maybe it point. can cause a kid to grow up faster. Yeah, yeah. agreed. Yeah. Um, yeah. I Honestly, I can't say which. I, I really did, like, I, I'd say Beverly might have been my favorite character in this, in, in the reboot. You know what I'm saying? Because she did seem like... You know, she had a lot more. Um, she she just seemed. I hate to use the word dynamic, man, because it just seems so vague. But she just had much more umph to her. You know, the first scene right out the rip. You know, she's you know she's going into the bathroom and she's dealing with this situation and it's like there was just something. I don't know. There was just a lot more tenacity to her. You know, than it was in the yeah. Original. Her personality was completely yeah, it different. It was way different. Yeah, and I, she was more of a victim. She was a victim in both situations, but in terms of like. She didn't seem as scared. Yeah. She didn't seem as scared of life. Right, right. And 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 to be honest, that's probably the rendition 
that I actually like the most going from the because I I like the original way better than I like this one. But if I had to change something about the original, it would have been that. Like like well, them reimagining and changing it for you know for the reboot. I like what they did with Beverly's characters. Mm. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, I think it's probably more fitting. In you in know terms the of context of the, the novel, the yeah, fifties and the sixties or whatever the case may be, um, it may be more fitting. But I just feel like this it was a better character in the reboot. I definitely think she has the best arc in the film, like because she has an arc as far as dealing with it, and she has an arc as far as dealing with her father. That's stronger than maybe say a Eddie who just has an arc where like he's dealing with his mom and like he has a little joke that's really funny, right? But agree. What do you say, Jesse? Jesse? Mm, I mean, I like the old Beverly a lot better, but yeah. You just you you like the the original, <laughs> like yo, the, wake me up when we're talking about the original. Yeah, pretty much, <laughs> man. Because the new one, I was just yeah, just I, didn't care for it, man. I, honestly, I was disappointed too. Um, I mean, we can just pretty much gloss over everybody else. Stanley. You know what, Stanley? I didn't care about him in the original. I didn't care about him in this one either. Yeah, me neither. I don't even remember what he looked like, to be honest. <laughs> he had curly hair. He was supposed to be Jewish. His he was like his a Boy was Scout in the original. Yeah, the Boy Scout. Yeah. In the original. He was a Jew. He was a Jewish kid in both of them because you know yeah. they made note of him like being anti-Semitic. Right. But um, they never they never made that seem like that was Henry. Like I said, that was Henry's motivation for picking on him. Right. It was clearly his motivation before. Gotcha. Um, Richie, um, he, what, it was Seth Green in the original, right? Yeah. yeah. And in this one, it was the kid from uh, Stranger, Stranger Things. Things. What is it? Finn Wolfhard? Wolfhard? <laughs> yeah. Finn Wolfhard. I mean, so yeah. to give that kid credit, like his <laughs> character variants, like there's a big difference between, what's his character's name on Stranger Things? Mike? Um, shoot, I don't I know. I can't remember. I Hold can't on, remember. Let's, let's click into the old IMDb here. He's only but been in like wanna... two things, right? Yeah. Um, yep, yep Mike, Mike. Yeah, you're pretty good. Look at my memory yeah. today. Um, but like, there's a big difference between Mike and Richie, I would say. Oh, he, so, yeah. Yeah, so I'd, I'd say that kid's like a decent actor. I'd give him that. Yeah, I, I appreciate him in Stranger Things, which is coming back at the end of this month, and I'm mm-hmm. very excited mm-hmm. about that, by the way. Or is it the end of this month or is it in October that's coming October. back? Yeah, October. Oh, and it's at the beginning of October, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wait for that. Um, okay, Mike. Mike was super one-dimensional. <laughs> Yo, did anybody yeah. else feel like the whole cow, cattle prog, or whatever the the little that gun, was so the random. No Country from Old Men gun? Yeah. Did anybody feel like that shit was forced in this one? Super forced. Dog, like the first scene, you like it's so it was clear it was clear it was foreshadowing, right? Like he's got the gun to the cattle and he can't pull the. I was like, yo, bro. Like and we in don't the previous version, like Beverly saves them, so I thought that was interesting too. Yeah, yeah. that was just kind of weird. And just for, for everybody who doesn't know, Corey didn't see this. He just showed up on set. <laughs> so if you don't hear much from Corey, that's why he didn't see. Per usual, he didn't see the. Listen, this is the second time this has happened oh, where well, I haven't seen the movie that well, we're no, here. No, this whole Spike Lee episode, but we'll no. Oh no, 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 and don't leave out Jesse T, <laughs> who hadn't seen a good portion of them shits either. Yeah, well. We're talking about you. And then I redeemed myself and watched a lot of them. Okay. He wants a cookie. Afterwards. <laughs> Your face yeah. is giving no, no, my no, damn listen. cookie. Listen. No, 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 no. Second time officially hasn't happened. That it officially has happened. 
I have not seen the movie that we are currently talking about. Okay. Well, I just wanted to let the people know why they don't hear you as much. I'm just going to let it rock. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, but that's not the treasy way. <laughs> that is the treasy way. If it was video, like, you know, I could explain myself with a nice caption, but in an audio where you've clearly developed some fan base and people are like, hey, I came here to hear Corey talk and he's not talking. Just offering an explanation. So we we actually left Eddie off the list. Shout out to me and Martin. So oh, y'all definitely <laughs> I actually, um, I, like I said in the first one, I think that Eddie was way more of a timid person than he was mm-hmm. in this version. Um, I enjoyed Eddie more here because he was funnier to me. And like I like that he stood up for himself. The whole Munchausen by proxy thing was like, wasn't as, it wasn't as uh, jarring Okay. in this version. Um, and, and, and he didn't seem to like, he was angry as opposed to being like in shock and awe of what was going on, which I thought was really interesting too. But like I said, in the original one, it was very clear that he was meant to be, they kept calling him sissy. So it was very clear that he was meant to be gay, which I didn't necessarily pick up on any stereotypical behavior in this one. So I'm very yeah. curious if Eddie's going to continue to be gay in part two. Mm. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I mean, I don't know, man. All, all these characters rolled <laughs> off my shoulder. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. I feel like Jesse right now, to be honest. Like, wake me up when we're talking about the original. Um, But yeah, I don't know. Well, one thing with Mike is, like, of course, they switch out Ben and Mike as far as, like, their backstories. Like, well, not really their backstories, but what they could do. Like, Ben in this one, he's, like, the – he. it seems like he's going to grow to be the librarian, and Mike is probably going to do something else and move away. Right. Which I like that better because in the original, it's like, okay, the black kid grows up to be, like, the poorest one who stays in town while Ooh, everybody gets, like, I was thinking about successful. that. Right. They right. all yeah. had, like, amazing lives. Yeah. <laughs> were super yeah. successful except for him. He was living in the hood with, like, a broke-down house or something. Like, that sounds terrible. Yeah. Glad they fixed that. Um, and, Yeah, and Ben. Yeah, Ben was the, you know, he was part of the trio of the, the, that I think were the best actors. I thought Ben was good, but in terms of, like, his physical appearance, like, it was like seeing Beverly kind of like hone in on him. He was so much smaller than her. Obviously, he was chubby, but in the in the original um, TV movie, Ben was like taller. He was still a chubby kid, but he was like I could see where Beverly would be attracted to him. And mm-hmm. in, in this one, it was kind of well, it was. And then, and then too, like in the original, like Beverly never even knows that it's Ben sending her love letters. Right. So that's something that they figure out as adults. And it's like well, she was coming on to him, whereas in the original he was kind of more pursuing her. So I thought that that was an interesting change too. Mm. But it w- to me it was kind of unbelievable. I could see being attracted to a chubby kid, but not like the one who's a foot shorter than me. That's a but, little weird. But I see. I didn't take it like she was really attracted to him in this one. You thought she was kind of mothering him. I, it was just. It was kind of like a. We shared a moment, and that moment sort of continued throughout the film. It, it seemed more like. He was pursuing her, and I think that because she looked out for him. Because she, well, I think he was infatuated by her. You mm, know what I maybe. mean? Um, and you know, and and the, you know, the whole new kids on the block connection, which I thought was really cool. You know, <laughs> like and every time she saw him, they would bring up a different song. That was you know really I mean? cute. Yeah, that was cool. So for her, I think it was just the connection, right? And for him, that connection meant so much. You know, he was. I mean, he was the new kid. He didn't really have any friends like talking about, you know, outside of this group. Um, 
obviously, you know, he doesn't really have a personal life. He stayed inside the library. So you have this who he considers a pretty girl, you know, pretty like, uh, you know, out there and just not flamboyant, but, you know, just somebody who has like a bigger personality than him sort of took notice to him. And it was like, damn, she noticed me. I think that that was more of like a, I don't know. I feel like that's real life. You know, mm-hmm. somebody noticed me mm-hmm. and, I, you know, I fuck with her because of that. And I, I I feel like I didn't take it like she had an attraction. I took it like she had an attraction to Bill. She definitely had an attraction to Bill. I think that they made that pretty obvious. Yeah. Um, but it was like an intellectual uh, thing between her and and I, I don't know. I felt ben. like she was flirting with him. But you know what? That might be me sexualizing her. So I don't know. Yeah. Just, be you know, the way that they had her dressing and like. Right. The way her body moved, and you know what I mean. Right, right, right. Well, in the original, she kind of has a thing with Richie too. Right. I mean, it's pretty much everybody. I mean, I guess that's kind of the reference to the whole the like orgy. The, the orgy. <laughs> I mean, and you have that shot or the the scene within the quarry, right? And she's just laying down, and like everybody's looking at her. Yeah. I think that's what they're basically referencing. It's like everybody is like potentially attracted to her. Right. So it can turn out any way, like in the the sequel. Right. So anyway, Ooh, um, heavy material. It is heavy. from a coke hit. So yeah. <laughs> well, there was I read too that there was a scene where like they do drugs and they can like see into the future or some shit it, that they did, they never wrote into either movie. Thank God, yeah, that's a whole different. <laughs> they were like it would have been too expensive to shoot, and I was like, it sounds stupid. All right, so we talked about all the forgettable characters. Let's get into Pennywise. Um, and we do snaps for Pennywise. Huh? Why are we snapping? I don't know. Just because <laughs> and I you guys like did it. He <laughs> <laughs> um, gave you an inception. So to me, Tim Curry was clearly, clear, by leaps and bounds, a you know more magnetic, memorable, lovable Pennywise character. That's I'll, my opinion. Watching the original again, it's like Tim Curry is funnier to me than Bill Skarsgård. But Agreed. I actually feel like Bill Skarsgård might like if I was a nine year old kid, kid Bill Skarsgård would be scarier to me. Mm. Bill Skarsgård is tall. He's really tall yeah. for one, and like he looked huge in this movie. I think that Tim Curry was funnier, like you said. I think he was scarier. I think Bill Skarsgård was creepier. Mm. The voice he was doing, him drooling, drove me crazy the entire time. Mm. Uh, did you notice that I him drooling? Him yeah. drooling was just like, oh my god, it was unnerving. I didn't even notice that. And that like dead look on his face and the way he could switch his performance like that. Yeah. I thought that was that was a really good uh performance by Bill Skarsgård. Whereas Tim Curry, he's kinda just like laughing the whole time to me. Yeah. Or like either trying to scare people or trying to make a joke. Did they do you feel that the remake was you know how like a lot of remakes now are the, the it's the dark and gritty version? Oh, God, yeah. that's exactly it, Is that what they did to this? Yeah, they gave much. it the dark yeah. and gritty. I mean, it was a, horror movies are already dark by nature, but, uh, you know, that's what it sounds like. Even looking at the trailer and the color palette of the shots, it's like, this looks like the dark and gritty remake. So. Yeah, pretty much. So so you feel like the, his present, yeah, I guess his makeup and everything was a little bit, a little bit more creepier, darker. Him it having looks, an enlarged head was odd. Yeah, that it's, was weird. It, it reminds me of like modern horror. Like he, he looks. I haven't seen it, but it looks like a like a creepy, scary like monster. Right. Whereas like Tim Curry is like he just looks like a clown. He looks like a creepy clown. Right. Where you know, and I think a lot of Stephen King stuff does that. It's not traditional horror, 
and and it's horror in his own kind of Stephen King kind of way. Mm-hmm. So that's what it feels. Like. It feels like Hollywood, Hollywood, it mm-hmm. pretty much. From what you guys are saying and from what I saw from the trailer, that's what it feels like it happened. Yeah. It took that Stephen Kingness out of it. So I am going to say, though, in the opening scene of the original um, TV movie, when he's just between like the sheets and the, he's like peering at the little girl, like watching that, that shit's still scary. Mm-hmm. I was just like, what is he going to do? Like, yeah. yeah, it's still scary. Mm. Um, so you guys feel like Skarsgård's performance is pretty pretty good as Pennywise? I, I, I thought it was good, but again, I just thought maybe it was the directing or something, just that constantly kind of going overboard with all the kind of horror moments. I feel like that's what kind of took me out of it sometimes, but I feel like he had a good look to him. So give me some examples of some things that you felt like were like overboard. Um, Let's see. Like, like again, like the beginning scene where he bites off his yeah. arm or whatever, and even just the dialogue between them two, it yeah. seemed it went on kind of too long, you know? Pop, 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 <laughs> yeah, and then there was like a there was that moment where he kind of started to look evil, and then there was still some dialogue. And at that point, I feel like the kid naturally would have been scared at that point. Right. Like I wouldn't have stuck my hand down there, but he did it anyway. So th- it just seemed like there was kind of a conflict in the logistics as to why he was doing what he was doing. So, Agreed. Um, yeah, that's just one example. And then um, another example is like when he's standing behind the house with all the balloons and that weird tessellated. Formation. Yeah. I thought that was just kind of weird. I'm like, that's just going overboard at this point. Agreed. We only need one balloon. Yeah, Who directed did. it? I don't know. I don't know his first name. Is it Mushinetti though? Is his last name? Yeah, yeah. Andy Mushietti. Yeah, 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 yeah. What did he do before this? Mama. Oh, Mama. Oh. Yeah. I never saw Mama. Yeah. I have. It's not scary. Okay. With Jessica Chastain. Shout out to her. Yeah. Um, what about you, Lizzie? What did you think about? Between the two, um, obviously, like you know, Tim Curry is God, so there's yeah, that. But um, and I love Tim Curry, so I'm gonna go with Tim Curry is my favorite. But I think it's more the nostalgia. I mm-hmm. think Bill Skarsgård did a good job of making Pennywise his own. He mm-hmm. didn't try to do Tim Curry, which is something that I really, really respect. Right. Um, and I would say that Bill Skarsgård is scary. I agree with Jesse. Like the things that they chose to do with that character kind of took away from that. But his presence is just very ominous. You're uncomfortable looking at him, mm. um, which to me is like a sign of good choices that an actor is making. And so I can definitely say the things that took away from him were not because of him. Mm. It was writing and directing. Agreed. All right. So more snaps. <laughs> I don't know why that's important <laughs> right now. Um, this is this is interesting because obviously you know the 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 TV miniseries was a two part thing you know the childhood, then twenty seven years later as adults, so they made it clear to say what did they say chapter one at the end of this mm-hmm. so that we know that a chapter two is coming and Corey I think you just told me today that September two thousand nineteen mm-hmm. it was announced today or yesterday yeah. I believe it was announced today September two thousand nineteen so that's the that's when it's going to be released mm-hmm. part two the budget mm-hmm. for it's going to be crazy. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, since the first one was crazy successful. So speaking, you know, talking that into existence, who are some good casting choices for the adult version of these characters? Well, I just want to say, like, to everybody listening, like, we are going to talk about we. Some of us might mention what happens in the second part. So if maybe you never seen the original, you don't want to know. Like, this would be a good time to like check out. Thank Absolutely. you for listening, though. <laughs> Thank you, for listening. Thank you, Martin. <laughs> Appreciate that. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Um. 
Did, did y'all put together you guys' list? Because I got a, I got a. Pre- you want to just go like, down by like character or something like that? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Starting with uh, well, we're doing the order that that we appear here. Starting with Bill, the character of Bill. Who do we see being an older version of Bill? I don't know. I've got a couple. I just put one. It's more so because it's just the way he looks. Okay. But, uh, Dane Dehan. Oh, Dan and Han. Yeah. Oh. Who that? Uh, he's uh, a Chronicle. Yeah, in Chronicle. Yeah, he's almost. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Perfect, perfect, that perfect, perfect. Good. That's the kid from. Um, I, yeah, he's yeah. from. Um, why can't I think? Like Harry Potter. Potter. No. No. What's it called? He was just Kill, in the Kill Darling, Kill the Darlings, or something. Like that. Dane DeHaan. He was in the the, the Thousand Planets. That thing. Yeah, I just came yeah he was in that, and, and then he was in Spider Man. Like for Wellness. Spider Man is yeah. what he was in. I couldn't mm-hmm. think of it. Yeah, I didn't see Cure for Wellness. I wanted to see that. I didn't see it either. I want to see it too. I I don't know. I got I got two I got two potentials for him. You know what? I just you know who just popped into my head though DiCaprio. Uh-huh. But I mean, ooh, I can see DiCaprio. Well, DiCaprio did say he wanted to play Stan Lee, so Stephen King wouldn't be like a far off. And clearly, like Billy is supposed to grow up to be like a Stephen King type type figure. Right. Yeah. Interesting. I can Leonardo's see that. never done a horror movie either. Shutter Island. Oh, Shutter Island, yeah. Is that horror or is that suspense? Uh, it's a little yeah. bit of both. Yeah. I'm with That's you. Horror ain't a horror movie. Not I like a horror it. movie to me. Oh, um, forgot who, about Shutter Island. Who do you say? Um, I say. Well, I, I had already heard somebody say it, but I think Joseph Gordon-Levitt would be pretty good. I'd love oh, that too. I'd Joseph like that. Yeah. Okay, for Bill. Okay. I I see two, and one I'd already heard. Shout out to fucking Andrew Schultz, who's trying to come for our next <laughs> with this Wester Bros podcast, but um. Don't advertise for him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. Hopefully he'll Beeping hear. Beeping that out. Beep that out, Thugger. Um, um, Eddie Furlong. Oh, yeah. yeah. Edward Furlong. I mean, I, I don't know how he looks now. Yeah, bring I, Eddie Furlong out of retirement. Right. For the, First of all, Eddie Furlong's like a big fat guy now. I don't oh, know. Oh, is that he? Would, yeah. I didn't know that. Okay, so I have But you know what? Recently. You just put me in. I could see Balthazar Getty. Who's that? From from Lord of the Flies. Oh, yeah. Who played uh, Ralph, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kid I played can see Malcolm that. in the middle. Um, the other um, the, Frankie Muniz. <laughs> Frankie Muniz. I, that would be. Oh, weird. that would actually be. <laughs> it would work, bad. but it would be weird. That might be good for like Eddie. Uh, I just, yeah. I'm just going off Frankie. the look by the look. I mean, Frankie Muniz is probably no, that much older than him. So, so on Wester Bros podcast, they said uh, Toby McGuire. and I was like, oh yeah, I can see Toby. So if you yeah. look in IMDb, I think this kid said he wanted Jake because they asked all the kids who they wanted to play them. I think he said Jake Gyllenhaal. I can see Jake Gyllenhaal, too. Yeah, I can see that. I would put him somewhere else. We'll talk about that in a second. (laughs) All right, so on to the next, Beverly. This this is probably going to be pretty unanimous with Beverly, who we all see as uh, the... I know who you're going to say, but I'm going to go away from the pack. Okay, (laughs) so who do you say, then? Um, I would like to see Amy Adams. That's, yeah, that's that's exactly who I thought you guys were gonna say Jessica like, Chastain. No, no, no ain't, she I looks like a young see, Amy Adams. Yeah. The age would be funky. The girl uh, Emma Stone. No, no, I can uh, see she's Emma Stone. in the. She's Isla Fisher. Okay. No, I can um, see her too. Oh, just naming redheads. She's at this the point. sister yeah. of the Olsen twins. Oh, oh yeah. Olsen. Yeah, yeah. She's not like forty years old though. Yeah, she's not. That's why I mentioned the age. She looks like she could be though. I hate you. Wow. <laughs> uh, no, wow. well, no, not, not like that. I don't mean like she looks. She looks like one of those characters that you can kind of put her in different age brackets, and she would move. I didn't. I didn't mean it like she looks old. Yeah, she like could that. pretty much play from like 
18 to like 35. Right. She just has that range look yeah. to her. Um, yeah, um, Jessica, uh, just, I didn't even think of Jessica Chastain. Jessica. I guess, well, I'd be, mean, yeah, everybody, most people say Jessica Chastain and Amy Adams. Mm-hmm. I would probably say if you could make her look younger, like 40 years old, Nicole Kidman would probably be pretty high. Oh. Like, because okay. she, she's a fashion designer in like the, um, in the second part, so I kind of like, you I think Nicole Kidman could like kill that. Yeah, that's mm. a good, that's a good I choice. I mean, I give I give Isla Fisher a shot at it too, but Isla Fisher, Isla Fisher, yeah. yeah, I can see that. What do you think, Jesse? I was gonna say Amy Adams. Yeah, uh, and like I said, Emma Stone. I can see Emma Stone doing it as well. Shout out to Emma Stone. Uh, she has <laughs> she has to, <laughs> she has that's to age boo. a little bit. That's my boo. We have to age <laughs> a little bit, but yeah, there's a slim selection Love for her. Stone. All right, so on to Stanley. All right, who do we see as Stanley's potential? Older self. Now I've got one for this, but you'd have to, you'd have to take some age off this guy. You ready? Go ahead. Tony Goldwyn. I don't even know who the hell that is. That's the the, the president from Scandal. Okay. Yeah. I don't think you'd have to take that much age off him. I wouldn't. He's like sixty. Is he? Yeah. See, but he doesn't look it too too much. No, nah, he was he was playing with Swayze, so yeah. That yeah, I'm about to say, think of him in Ghost. Like he yeah, kind of looks a grown like ass that. Man then. Yeah. The one that looks like him, Tim Daly. Tim Daly, okay, I can see Tim Daly. I just I don't care about Stanley. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was gonna go with the, he was in Roseanne and The Big Bang Theory. Oh, Johnny yes. Galecki. Oh, Johnny, yeah, Galecki? Johnny Galecki. Yeah, yeah, just based on appearance. He's forty-two. Yeah, that so, could work. Galecki yeah. could work. I wasn't really going off appearance, but I could see like Walking Phoenix playing him. Yeah, I, I can see that. Part. I can see that very much. Because he's like a very tortured character, right? Like, just subtly. And I think Joaquin Phoenix is like his roles have like a lot of under, uh, subtext, a lot like that's under. Mm, Scott Foley, I'm just talking shit at this oh, point. <laughs> I don't see Scott Foley doing that. <coughs> I'm just talking shit. You got anybody, Jesse? I think what Corey said to do <laughs> Roseanne would be good. Johnny Galecki, okay. Yeah. All right, cool. Let's move on to the next. We I'll actually kick your college quarterback ass. Let's move to Eddie, even though he's not on the list yet. Let's move to Eddie. All right. Casey Affleck. Oh, my God. Yes. I didn't yeah. even think about yeah, that. Yeah, that would be pretty oh, good. Yeah. Casey Affleck is Eddie. Yep. I can see that. Anybody else? See, I would uh, put. I'll say Jay Burchell. I think that's how you say it. Oh, that, yeah, yeah. He's like a, well, what can I explain? He, he's like a Judd Apatow actor, but um, he was oh, in I the Oh, I know goon. what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah like yeah. the skinny kid, yeah. Ironically, I can see Zachary Quinto for some reason. I can see Zachary Quinto. Especially because, yeah. I mean, and then Zachary Quinto's gay, too. Yeah, so. that's true. Oh, I, I just went off of looks. So yeah. I didn't know that the character was, was uh, gay. Who you got, Jesse? Mm, I can't really think of anybody for him. Yeah, for Eddie. Okay. I mean, this is where I would put Jake Gyllenhaal or, or I, Toby McGuire. Yeah, I, I can see Jake more than Toby, but... Yeah. Please don't bring Toby into this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I have problems with Toby McGuire. No, you hate him. Don't hate him. We're gonna release that last episode one day. (laughs) Oh yeah, I did say that on that, didn't I? All right, Richie Tozier, Ashton Kutcher. Ooh, Ooh. that was good. I think I think a comedian has to play him though. You think so? So yeah, I mean in the like in the second part, he is like a late night comedian, right? Dang, I was gonna say Zach Galifianakis. Oh, oh, that's funny. I was gonna say Zach Braff. Really? Ah, Zach Braff. Yeah. 
Frank Rebels. Zach Gal Zach Galifianakis. I don't I can't see that one. I don't know why. I just kinda thought of it. I'm cool with like this one guy. He still does comedy, so I'm totally cool with Seth Green just like playing him. I would love to see Seth Green reprise this role. That would actually be kinda dope. Yeah, he's a redhead though, which makes it weird. I mean you just have to dye his hair, but yeah. Right, yeah. That would actually be kinda dope. Who's my favorite? Oh, you know what? I could totally see um, James Franco. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. James Franco, yeah. Or his brother. Yeah, Dave Franco. Yeah. Dave Franco. Dave's not 40. True. I think Dave's in his 30s, though. Definitely. But Mike Hanlon, the black guy. <laughs> John Boyega. John Boyega. That yeah. was going to say it, too. Yeah. I think he's way too young He's to play too young. Yeah. Yeah. The kid actually said he wanted Chadwick Boseman. You know I fucking oh. hate that. <laughs> yeah. Everybody wants Chad. No, David Oye Lowell. Oh, they, David they, Oyelowo? Oyelowo, yeah. I don't know how to pronounce it. I can name. see David Oyelowo. Yeah. I can see Chewie Ejiofor, too. I mean, I'm cool with Mahershala Ali for everything. <laughs> <laughs> but I think they're both, like, like <laughs> the you. original, they're both, like, stoic-type characters. So right. I think Mahershala could do it. Mahershala, okay. Uh, you got to get, what's his face? It does everything. All the bio Chadwick Bob. Chadwick Bob. That's, that's who the kid said he wanted. <laughs> yeah, we already passed that. Yeah. You put Will listen. Smith in it at this point. You know, yeah. my bad. <laughs> oh, I'm from Derry. Oh, that was a bad one. Uh, Richie, you think you're funny? BP, <laughs> <laughs> Richie. All right. Um. Uh, who's who's? Ben. Oh, Ben. Yeah, Ben on the list. Oh, okay. So I've got I've got one for this. I've got one for this. So mind you, Ben's not fatter than a dog. Right, Chris Pratt. I love it. Yeah, I Chris love that Pratt idea. Is ben. Yeah. yeah. I, I think like. I think if he stays in um, Derry, like if they make him the librarian, he stays in Derry, he might dep- be depressed and he never loses that weight. <laughs> so I, I would go with like Josh Gad. Josh Gad, ooh. Who's that? Um, um, Olaf. Yeah, Olaf. Yeah, Olaf. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, that's, Josh Gad is actually a good one too. Any, any, any? Um, or in the I could, I could of- see Seth Rogen. Like doing a serious oh, role, right. or um, Jonah Jonah Hill, I could see Hill. too. Yeah, Jonah Hill. Or you know, what would be kind of dope is if they bought uh, um, what was Jason Ritter? Jason Ritter to play John Ritter. Yeah, play John Ritter. That would be kind of dope. I don't think Jason Ritter's like good enough, but that's. Just I don't me. know. I, he, I've seen him in a few things. He's not too bad. I mean, he's not too bad. I don't think he's good enough. Yeah, but I think that would just be dope for nostalgia purposes. Um. Are they going to switch out Pennywise, or is he like? No, he doesn't I'm pretty sure he's, he's, he's still doing oh, it. Yeah. Okay. Who are well? Who do we think would be another good Pennywise? Let's start. Let's Ooh, great yes. question. Yeah, because this guy Bill Skarsgård looks fucking crazy. It's that crooked eye, man. It's yeah. He yeah he he that was another thing I read that they were like gonna fix his eyes with CGI to be like I can do cross eye to make him cross eye. He was like I can do it. Oh. Uh, yeah. He he. Yeah, he looks pretty. That's, a, crazy. that's an interesting question. I don't know. Yeah, a good. Who Pennywise. could be a good? Who would be a good scary Pennywise? Like who scares the shit out of me? He's he's too old, but the, the disposition. I feel like he could maybe do it. Was Michael Shannon? Oh yeah. Ooh, Michael yeah. Shannon could do yeah. a good Pennywise. But you know what? I could see. Um, I'm trying to think who has scared the shit out of me. And this is going to sound really weird, but Ed Harris probably could pull that off. Oh, yeah, Ed Harris. Yeah. Like, I, I just remember seeing him in Just Cause where he was, like, super outside of where we had seen him. And he was he never even, like, harmed anyone in the movie, but he was scary he as scary shit. Fuck, yeah. 
You know oh, who I Vigo, would. I can see Vigo Mortensen. Vigo. I, you know what? I wouldn't believe him. He'd be lolling the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <Con> soccer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, I tell you who I would like to see is Pennywise. I'd like to see an rendition of Pennywise. Joe Pesci Wise. <laughs> <laughs> Come down, float down here, motherfucker. Oh, okay, one more. Michael Keaton, I think, could pull it off. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Now you, I'm, I'm, I'm just looking at him. I'm like, yeah, he probably really, really could. Or Danny DeVito. I didn't even think about that either. Mm-hmm. Danny DeVito. Since there's heavy makeup, it could be a non-white actor. That's true. White people can have Pennywise. White face. Pennywise. White people can have Pennywise. No, no bull. No bull. But then, but Bokeem Woodbine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I still wouldn't believe yeah, it. That would be, that would actually I'd be, be scared of, of his fly. acting. That would actually be, he would probably really work in that character. Yeah, and he probably would preaching. fuck it all up. Uh, right. Yeah, Pennywise, motherfucker. <laughs> all right, man. Well, um, Anything else we want to talk about in in regards to it? I I, I was underwhelmed, man. Okay. I'm sorry. So th- this is an interesting thing that they changed. Um, that I'm like curious to see how they kind of fix it in the the next version. Um, they imply that Henry dies. They don't show Henry dying, so I think they leave it open ended on purpose. But they imply right. that Henry dies, whereas in the original story, like the the murders and the kids' disappearances are blamed on Henry, and right. he goes to prison. And then him escaping is like a big part of the plot in the second half. Did he go to prison or a crazy house? Both. Uh, asylum, okay. yeah. It was like an asylum. Yeah. yeah, but he. But and then Pennywise in this version, Pennywise talks to him um, mm-hmm. to kind of to to tell him to kill his dad. Whereas, and and what I understand in the book, his father was really abusive. Right. So I. I'm curious, like, how they're going to redeem that character because up until he's attacked in the sewer in the in the uh, miniseries, he'd never seen it before. Right. Whereas, like, it was, like, using him, manipulating him to do certain things in this version, and then it's implied that he dies. Right. So I'm, I want to see what they do with that because it's such a big part of the second half of the movie. That's mm-hmm. very true. Honestly, I could do without Henry in the second part because, okay. like, he... It just, it never really made sense to me just because it's like, well, you don't have to blame the murders on like him because it controls the whole town anyway. So he could just make people forget. Right. And also, also like he doesn't take anybody out. Like spoilers, he stabs Mike, but like Mike doesn't die. Like Mike's still alive. Like he just can't like participate or whatever. And he doesn't really have that much of a like influence on the plot. And also it's like, if he's in an asylum or a prison that's like out of town and it only has control of like Derry, Maine or like that, and like it doesn't travel or something like that, it wouldn't make sense that it could like reach him in that asylum unless that asylum is actually in that town, which I, I wouldn't felt, I think felt made like it sense. Would, well, I mean, I don't know, but I like why would you keep somebody who murdered several kids like in the same town as it's not real, yeah. um, but. <laughs> yeah. But to your point, though, like I, I would like to see it actually terrorizing them in the second version, and, and, and maybe see Henry go away too. But I'm curious what they're gonna do with that. But I think like originally it got blamed on Henry because there was always some other explanation besides it. And whenever historically things would happen in the town, they they 
would have some other explanation as to oh, what okay. was going on. So yeah. it made sense that it, in this case that it would get blamed on Henry and then people would, you know, have a, have a reason yeah. to say what happened. But, but you know what I'm confused about? I'm confused that if this happens every 27 years and he shows faces it, why don't the parents understand that it exists? You understand what because I'm saying? Because he's not Pennywise in previous iterations. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Because it's weird. He comes back as Pennywise 27 years later mm-hmm. in, the, in the original. Because well, he terrorizes the, the same, same kids. Ki- yeah, the same kids. Oh. And in the past, I don't think anyone's been able to harm him. So there's that, too. If that many children went missing in one town, like, tanks would come in if, like, 30 kids were going missing every year. Yeah. Like, logic is really not part of this, okay? I, yeah, apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, apparently. So, anyway. Um, I think it's ultimately good, like, a horror movie making four hundred seventy eight million dollars means like people can make more like I liked it. People can make more movies like this where like it's a horror movie but it's shot kind of like an indie or it's shot like like it, they really put something behind it. I think they put a but good budget behind it and it's not just like a cheesy flick. Well, you know what, too, to your point because it did so well, I think that it might do horror what Scream did for it when we were in high school and kind of like make it a viable genre again and you'll mm-hmm. have like spawn it what I don't want it to do is what's been happening recently where all of our horror movies that we get are either like knockoffs of Asian horror movies or they're like reboots of some shit that we've already seen or spin off of Annabelle <laughs> I've lost count. I've lost or count or of those conjuring. movies. I don't know what where they're at. They're all movies. in the same world, as far as I'm concerned. Between Conjuring, Annabelle, they're all supposed to be true stories. And fucking what's the other one? Um, um, Amity Horrorville. Um, no, Amityville Horror. No, it's the same, it is the same universe. But no, no, no. no. The like Conjuring. Oh, and, you're uh, talking Insidious. about Insidious. Yeah. Insidious, so Conjuring, and fucking Annabelle seem like they're all in the same. No, goddamn is universe. Insidi- Insidious is the one with the guy that's possessed. Yeah, we. I, I forget. They all Sinister is the one I'm thinking. Oh, okay. See, they're all yeah. Yeah, they all yeah, blend, like they all blend together. I'd like to see more creative horror. Horror is a is a really interesting. It has a lot of creativity in it, but it it just doesn't. They don't take a lot of risks. So I, I'd like to see more creative horror films, like yeah. like Blair Witch. Yeah, yeah, like oh, change like things a little bit. Found footage. Yeah. Yeah, well, but then it, you're right. That to the ground. It all it always gets run into the ground yeah. after that. But at least you can say the first one was cool. Yeah, Blair like, Witch is my, the scariest movie of all time to me. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. it's kind of hard to do that because a lot of times you can either make it creative or you can make it scary. Like mm-hmm. your next is more like creative than it is scary. Like, um, what was that? Uh, that Joss Whedon movie, um, Cabin in the oh Woods, is more, it's more like, about being creative than it is about actually being know, scary. I'm scared by things that, that are plausible that can actually happen to you. Like So um, as a child, obviously things like Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th were scary, but as I got older, things like Halloween were scary. Yes. Um, like somebody might actually be crazy and come get me as opposed to like Candyman or like Child's Play. Like I'm not scared of some dude showing up in the window. I mean in the mirror and I'm not scared of like my doll coming to life. As an adult, I'm still scared of Michael Myers. So yeah. Michael I think Myers it's I, I think it's like that where you manage like fantasy as opposed to like a plausible horror story. Mm-hmm. I, w- I want to shout out the last really good horror movie I saw, which was It Follows. I knew you were going to bring up that oh, bullshit movie. Follows. And I, I want to see more It Follows. You didn't like it, but everyone else liked it? No, I didn't Martin like didn't it. like it. You didn't like It Follows? I, I thought I mean, we talked about this. 
He's terrifying to me. Is it really? A motherfucker just walking towards you? I thought it was. Get in the fucking car and drive. Like, why would you sit still for so long? Or just fuck other people. Like, go find a hooker. Yeah. They did. That's the only part I didn't like about that movie is when they revealed why it was happening. They didn't. They never did. Yeah, no. Did well, well, how it kind of how yeah, it how goes it spreads. Yeah, how it the spreads. Rules. Yeah, the rules of it. Once yeah. I got that, I was like, oh, okay. Like if they would have just left it like she's just following you. Then it would have been a lot scarier. I think. Hey, well, I just found. I was watching that movie. I was like, this shit is terrifying to me. Like yeah. just watching. I was so some, frustrated just, with those kids. I was like, y'all are dumb. Just someone. Just well, walking. We're gonna go to like, the beach where there's no more road because that's not stupid or anything. Because the ideology behind it and what makes it scary to me when you say go to the other end of whatever, the thing is, is that you never know when it catches up to you. you yeah, what that's what the thing they were saying. You're always gonna be looking over your shoulder. Yeah. Hence the last shot of the movie. Like you don't know. Right. Like, you have no idea. You have no clue. You won't know until it's there right in your there. fucking face. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's scary. No, it was scary to me, man. I, I'm with you, Corey. I'm with you. Um, who do we want to see direct part two? Well, it's definitely going to be Motion Eddie, but you think so? The yeah, article said that it, he is the front runner. It is not because I mean when Kerry Fukunaga first started, he was like, "I want to make two movies, like two parts of it." So if Motion Eddie took over, he's probably going to do the exact same thing. Mm. I would love to see them experiment with another director. I'd love to see the Duffer Brothers do it. Yeah, that would be dope. That would be dope. I think it would it would bring back some of the redeeming qualities that it lost. So this completely doesn't fit the outfit of the the, the movie, <coughs> but I would like to see Rob Zombie do it. Oh no. God, no! <laughs> Horrible idea. He gets so much cre- credibility Trash. for being awesome, and I, every Rob Zombie movie I've seen is like this is complete. I, I dog like the shit. Devil's Rejects, I and and I, I liked his renditions of the Halloweens, but he kind of like what do you call it? PWT. He kind of PWTs everything out, um, which I don't think fits. The outfit of this, but um, and you, yeah, he he brings it to like, I know what you're saying. Like he brings it down to like it's yeah. not sophisticated, and it, it puts you in the, those people's world, right? And that doesn't fit there. It's so horrible. I don't know another way to describe those people. I gotta figure that out though. Rob yeah. Zombie sucks, um, man. To me, if like if they did it and they just focused on the adults, like I'd love to see David Fincher do it because like Gone Girls <laughs> scared me like crazy. I, like I'm he could really do like hard, like horror, like suspense between adults and stuff like that. That's kind of a good Gone point. Girl just took a turn, and I was like, "Fuck, yeah. what am I watching?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm here for it though. Yeah, I like that idea. I'd want to see William Friedkin do it. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, William Friedkin. He's lost it to me. Who's oh, that? For real? Uh, he's Exorcist. the director of The Exorcist and yeah, Bug. French Connection. Bug. Mm-hmm. Bug you didn't was like terrible. Bug? What? Bug was terrible. I had no desire to watch it. Like, yeah, the, the, the thumbnail power. for it was terrible. Who did No Country for Old Man again? As uh, Coen, Coen Brothers. Coen Brothers. They could do it. They could do it. If good you can job. make uh, what's his name, the Spanish dude. Yeah. If you can make him terrifying. Right. In a non-horror movie, you could you could do wonders. You talking about Harvey R. Bardem? Yeah, Harvey R. Bardem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in, in No Country for Old Men, he's terrifying. Yeah, he is very terrifying. And it's not a horror movie. Right. Like he's so. like O Dog terrifying. Like O Dog is like. He's pretty scary in that other one too. Which one? I can't think of what it is. Where he's the dope dealer and the 
the lady puts her vagina on the, the counselor. Point. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I love the counselor. I'm like the uh, only person who likes the counselor. Uh, I didn't get through it because I was like, oh, this is a lot. He's <laughs> yeah. yeah. like, he's like, it looks like a catfish. It got better. Okay. It, 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 the it didn't did suck. It was just overwhelming. Yeah. Well, cool, man. This is going to be the end of our It episode, and uh, thank you guys for following. Hope we didn't, you know, spoil anything too much for you. But, um, um, yeah, man, you, we want to shout out our social media handles while we're here. If they don't know by now. Oh, I'll shout mine out. <laughs> you can catch me at Filmmaking Trees on Instagram uh, or Filmmaking Trees, T-R-E-E-Z, on Twitter. You can catch me at JT Vision, J T V I Z I O N. On everything. On everything. <laughs> um, you can find me on Instagram at Young Weezy, Y U N G L E E Z Y. Come watch me throw hands at Box. Um, or if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can add me. I'm Same Old C S A M E O L E C E E. Yeah, just talk to me on Twitter. I'll be up late at night not doing nothing. Holla at you, girl. <laughs> Yeah, just follow kind of movie critics and just look out. We're like, we're working on some stuff. We're trying to do some stuff. So, <laughs> Mark has a lot of <laughs> ideas. Stuff, don't 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 be like undersold. Happen. Yeah, that's actually very true. But it's just funny he doesn't like to shout out his social media handle. He's funny. Um, and um, I'm at Corey Ray Smith. That's Corey with a K K O R Y for all things that matter. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, and like like Martin said, follow kind of movie critics on uh, Instagram and on. Um, and on Facebook at uh, Kinda, K-I-N-D-A, Movie Critics. And uh, on Twitter at Kinda Movie Crits, C-R-I-T-S. And uh, while you're at it, man, follow the On Ear Network Instagram and Facebook page, uh, On Ear Network. And there's a... We're on Twitter, too. Yeah, on Twitter, On Ear Network as well. Yeah, I forgot. Um, there's a, a couple other podcasts, man, that are on... that are. We consider sister podcasts of the network live from the seven five uh, society X. That's what I wanted, and by invite only podcast, man. There's some pretty cool conversations that go on within those podcasts. So and we got some cool stuff coming up. It's yeah. kind of a big deal that we don't want to talk about yet, but like you'd be happy to be in the room. Yeah, yeah, we got our irons in a few fires. So um, anyway, man, thank you guys for supporting kind of movie critics per usual. And um, remember, we call ourselves kind of movie critics because we kind of are and we're kind of not. We're just a bunch of people that like to watch movies. This has been an On Ear Network production.